the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so So there are a lot of atrocities that took place over the weekend, as there always is, when the mafia is in control of anything. We could talk about the specific mafia hubs, whether they be once great cities, now shadows of their mere selves after Democrat mafia control. But I want to focus on the bigger picture, because the nice thing about having your city destroyed is that, although inconvenient and expensive, you can still free to move about the country. But when Joe Biden and the mafia, the dimwit in diapers, When he's destroying the principles of our nation, we're losing places to go. So one thing I like to never do is fall for the lie, fall for the scam, fall for the Potemkin differences between the Republicans and the Democrats. I don't like to do that because there's far more similarities than there are differences. And that's why only but a handful of politicians have ever done anything to disrupt the flow of corruption. One of my favorite qualities of Donald Trump although be it maybe accidentally, is that he was the president of world peace. What he did in foreign policy is drastically destroy the military industrial complex's Pentagon funding fraud, where this one bureaucracy, one in 20 years, has managed to lose $6 trillion, and the people can say, Gatsangul, we, we can do nothing. It's just going to continue in perpetuity. And what Donald Trump showed you is that it doesn't have to be that way. You can have peace and it can be great. Now what Donald Trump also showed you is how never to be a president over a great tenure in a last year and screw it up. But the Democrats cannot argue against that point. They cannot argue against that point. Because if they were to argue, they would expose their hand. They would expose their corruption. So they have to avoid it and they have to personally attack him. And that's what we're living through now. And... The benefit, the silver lining, as we see beyond the shadow of a doubt, even people who thought themselves to be Democrat, but maybe were not in on the scam enough to give away their country and their character and become traitors themselves, are saying this looks a lot more like persecution, not prosecution. That's the beauty of what we're witnessing. The sad thing is you always have to keep your guard up when it comes to who you're turning to. And when I say you, I'm talking to the good people. You see, if people are still dumb enough to think the Democrat Party is a political party, rather than a cabal of corruption that is meant to backdoor nationalize and in a small oligarch collective control everything, do me a favor, go listen to music. Go listen to men in tights chase balls. Go do something else. Because if you can live and breathe in this earth and you can't see what's before you, this culture of corruption being normalized, you're too stupid to talk to. So that gives me just us. And it's a funny thing when I think of just us and I think about why I've never chanted the Republican Party. 
And it's because many, many years ago, when I first started to do well, I was invited to a couple political events. And it's a funny thing when you get invited to these political events. I'm not going to embarrass the person who invited me. But I was invited to a couple political events, and it was specific candidates. And it was there that I was able to meet at the time the upper echelon of the Illinois Republicans. And there was also an event where Rudy Giuliani was flying in to uh, speak. This was after September 11th. He was coming in to speak, and a kid I knew picked him up. And Rudy Giuliani had a conversation with him. And when he got there, he had a conversation with other people who he thought were fundraisers and writing checks. And I was lucky enough to be in that conversation. And it wasn't so much what one specific thing that Rudy Giuliani said, although I know who he is, and I was never buying the Rudy Giuliani shtick. Number one, he's very pro-abortion, but I guess that doesn't matter to a lot of people. Anyway, when you see these upper echelon of these, these party oligarchs, you realize one thing. They have as much contempt for you, the Republican voter, as the Democrats do. They absolutely and unequivocally do. Now expand that on a national level. And as you know, Washington, D.C. isn't a state. It's a casino of corruption. It's Las Vegas for the sexually frustrated nerds that we call politicians. And 537 whores are controlled by their pimp masters called lobbyists. And this is a a system that is in control of the world dollar, the money. That's all that matters. Money and control. So they have their favorite pockets of corruption. So to fall in the trap and think that maybe a savior is in fact an illusion, a mirage. That's what we need to avoid because we know what Democrats are. If you listen to this show, you know as well as I do, it is not a political party. It is a mafia of corruption. That's all it is. It runs like a mafia. It operates like a mafia. And the beauty of Donald Trump being a former Democrat mafia capo, he is now being persecuted, not prosecuted, because he threatens to reveal what we all know to be true, whether we want to articulate it or just pretend we don't know it. So now comes what we need to keep an eye out for. Number one, that fraud, clutch cargo looking freak that was Trump's vice president, Mike Pence. Sit your boring ass down and shut up. Have your wife wipe your little mouth and do the rest of it. But go away, scumbag. You're not fooling anybody. Fatso Chris Christie goes to Ukraine to bring him what? Bagels? Goes to Ukraine to tell him the fix will be in. I got these idiots just where I want them because these are the never Trumper frauds. That's who they are. And even though they had to deal with Trump, and those two particularly pretended to work for him, they worked with him out of hatred and contempt, waiting for their turn. That's what we're witnessing. Now, what I'm going to tell you today is a heartbreaking scenario. And I wanted to be wrong. We, we, I had somebody that I liked. You don't hear me come out here and talk about a governor who I live under in Ron DeSantis. You don't hear me talk about him much. And the reason that I don't talk about him is I don't like where he gets his money. I don't like it one bit. I don't like where his allegiance are. I'm well aware of his shtick, but everybody's got shtick. There's no better shtick than Vivek Ramaswamy. No better. Right? And for the guy like me, he's meant to corral me, to get my support. So there were a couple things I really liked. Honey Bunny, when was it when I first asked you, can we get uh, Vivek Ramaswamy? It's got to be four or five months ago, isn't it? Longer than that. Absolutely. And we've been trying to get Vivek Ramaswamy. And I think we've talked to somebody in his... his, uh, inner circle. However, I have never talked to him. And I started to investigate on my own. And I saw something last week about Vivek Ramaswamy and an affiliation 
with uh, a Soros brother by the name of Paul, George's brother, Paul and his wife. And if they sat on a board and I addressed it because you're who I'm talking to. You see, I have more contempt for the oligarchs in the Republican Party. They offend me more because they're a traitor to their people like Joe Biden is a traitor to his nation. They're a traitor to the people who recognize the cabal of corruption that is the modern day Marxist mafia calling themselves Democrats. And they tell us everything's going to be okay. And they are the notable scum like uh, uh, Kinzinger, like the idiot that was behind this microphone. How's that idiot doing on CNN? Here's $25. Tell me what you think, Joe, you fracking moron. In the meantime, those idiots are the betrayers of, of us, of the people of the country that make go around. So never let your guard down. That's the one thing to take away from a failed Tea Party movement that did nothing. Although some were good and have good intentions, they've been nullified. They've been set in the corner and they're being persecuted by the Leviathan called government. They're ostracized, they're made fun of, and you know the rest of them. So what this con job needs is somebody who can represent all of those hopes that we, the people who spawned a movement back to principles of Americanism, and somehow get us swindled. So we had a guy call in Friday. His name escapes. I think it was John. And uh, John said, you know, look into him. And I said, I want to be wrong, but I'm going to look into him. So I could do this a, a, a million different ways. We could do the talk about like how everybody talks about the obvious corruption and failings of the dimwit and diapers. We could do that. But I want to I want this show to mean something. So I want to connect dots. Right. And if you remember, we had on the uh he was not a co-founder, but he was a principal in PayPal. His name was Eric Jackson, and we he wrote a book, The PayPal Wars, and I had him on, and we talked about cyber currency and this, and he was a wonderful guy. And my accusation was PayPal was bought and shelved by eBay because the government needed them to do that because it, it showed a threat to the dollar. Well, I want you to hear this now just to prove what we're doing here, which is a little different than normal talk shows. PayPal is like the OG name in payments. <laughs> and then you, 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 you follow in the modern era discussion around crypto. I'm not so surprised by this, but it is a significant piece of news. Oh, absolutely. You and I talk about the PayPal mafia all the time. Everyone from Elon Musk to Max Levchin. And so it's not surprising to see PayPal be the first to really come out and make a stablecoin announcement. They are also working with Paxos, which we know has been kind of a longer standing stablecoin issuer and is regulated pretty heavily here in the United States, including with the New York Department of Financial Services. So, so just by happenstance, no more than 10 days, right? Squirrel, maybe two weeks since I had on the PayPal, uh, the author of the PayPal Wars, Eric Jackson. PayPal comes out of nowhere, been sitting on a shelf somewhere, used by nobody. And it comes off, this is today, by the way, and it will be the wedge of government control of the money because there isn't a stable coin. This is to get us all on the Federal Reserve cyber currency that can be controlled and monitored. They're trying to get something off the ground to do it in a way that is already regulated, well-known by the regulators. It makes a lot of sense, especially because, Ed, if you think about the way that stable coins are used kind of as an on-ramp, off-ramp, and kind of also here on the eve of the House Financial Services Committee, really trying to proceed with a new bill here for stable coin legislation. So a lot of movement on that front. Very unclear yes. what the end game is. But as we know, PayPal has 430 million users here that are right. Well, listen, honey, I can't, 
I can't wait for you to grow up. But what, what this will be used as is a wedge to get the Federal Reserve phony cyber dollar into all of our lives convincingly. Because once you invite this in, it's like Dracula. Once it comes into your house, it, it destroys everything. And that's exactly what this is. So be aware of it. But this is something we talked about two weeks ago. So what I want to talk about now, because what's most important is our economy. Politicians have to keep us calm as they destroy and backdoor nationalize our very lives. And that's what I feel is happening with somebody who I thought would actually be a renaissance to the so-called opposition to the Marxist mafia. I even hate saying Republicans, but Vivek Ramaswamy. Vivek Ramaswamy is out all over this weekend. And you see him, he's making all the talks that remind me very much of the Tea Party, and he's going to do bat, 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 and all this stuff, right? And he's suing the Department of Justice, all of the things we wish we had the money to do. And then I started to think, how did Vivek Ramaswamy get his money? And it's a very funny story how he got his money. You see, Vivek Ramaswamy is uh, into biomedicine. And biogenetics sounds very interesting, sounds very new. But what it really is, is a repurposing of money, a repurposing of pharmaceuticals that didn't make the cut. And what they pretend to do is create something new. It's all very exciting. But before you hear this, I want you to hear where the stock, where the the so-called drug that made him worth billions of dollars and his company, which has many layers, almost like Hunter Biden's laptop, many layers of LLCs. And my favorite part is the original one is created in the Bahamas, which is not just a tax haven, but also prevents a lot of litigation. And it was called Return on Investment Vant. R-I-O Vant is the original parent company that Vivek Ramaswamy in conjunction with what appears to be his mother and a couple other people, bought a, the rights to a drug sold by a very interesting company. A giant drug maker who authorities say broke the law by bribing doctors across this country with Hawaiian vacations, tickets to Madonna. And why? They wanted those doctors to sell your family their drugs, and many did. By the way, you'll have to forgive me. This is a clip from 2009, I believe. Tonight, Pierre Thomas with the video that authorities say shows for the drug maker and its sales team it was all about the money. And no, these aren't entertainers. Y'all ready for this? They're senior executives with pharmaceutical giant GlaxoSmithKline. GlaxoSmithKline. Remember that name. And a lot of people talk about the new drugs you have. I, I think that's fantastic. I want to talk about the reinvention of culture. The fact that you are much more innovative and actually, frankly, much more optimistic than the old GlaxoSmithKline. Well, you know who that is, don't you? That's Jim Kramer. He's what's known as a signal in the commodity business. What he's promoting, stock business, what he's promoting is exactly where the oligarchs that run the country and control Wall Street want you to go. So when this, this lowlife fraud, who's never made a dollar trading, his wife was the trader. He's a bust-out reporter of Wall Street. But the thing to remember about Jim Kramer, very connected. Very connected, very connected to all of the Wall Street oligarchs. That's what's most important to remember. So he's talking about revising a company with at the time was the largest fine by our government of $3 billion. Pep rally in Las Vegas for their sales team. Who wants to be a millionaire? 
The goal to rev up sales as part of what prosecutors say was a culture of greed, where patient safety took a backseat to profit. You do the math. There are people in this room who are going to make an ungodly sum of money. The company apparently spared no expense to entice doctors. Doctors wasn't all that it was enticed by this shenanigans. I have to go to break. We'll be back, but uh, capitalism. 312-642-5600. I want to put a bow on why I believe, in my opinion, Vivek Ramaswamy is a red herring. We'll be back after this. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. So, what we're going to do here is a little... I'm not going to cheerlead for anybody except the American people who deserve a government that lives in the principles of Americanism. Simple. The only restraints in this whole country are to be on government, yet unfettered. It has backdoor nationalized our very existence. It has a lot to protect. And that's why, oftentimes, what you see is an illusion. So we have this company that's riddled in scandal. GSK Salesforce bribed physicians to prescribe GSK products. Bribes to include lavish trips to Hawaii, pheasant hunts in Europe, tickets to Madonna concerts. The government claims GSK engaged in an illegal marketing campaign where drugs were promoted for disorders where there was no medical evidence they would help. That's important. Such a drug during the fire sale after the settlement of $3 billion, they had to sell assets. Such drugs that were sold is the very drug that made Vivek Ramaswamy very rich. It's funny because after the stock was pumped, guess what happened? Well, what the heck are we supposed to make of this breathtaking Axavon Sciences today with the stock chased under the symbol AXON, rocketing 99.3% higher on its first day of trading in a deal that some are calling the biggest biotech IPO ever. Now, you guys know that I've been a big fan of some of the smaller development stage biotechs, even as they can be very risky. Think Receptos, which is up uh, more than 15 percent since I last highlighted it a week ago. But after this monster move in, in Axivan, which came public at 15 this morning. He can't even speak. He's like Joe Biden. Only he, he, I think there are actual words. He just doesn't finish them. Is this like a New York thing? What is going on here? It is now trading just under 30. We want to be sure that things have gotten a little too ahead of themselves. Perhaps the group, uh, you know, well, we got to see because, you know, I don't like it when it's too hot. Axivan has just one uh, drug in the pipeline. It's RBT-101. It's an orally administered therapy designed to improve cognition in patients with Alzheimer's. The drug was um, created and worked on for years by GlaxoSmithKline. Years. However, when it went through all of the testing found out not to work during the testing it was mixed with a drug ironically enough never tested on its own that had some upticks with alzheimer's patients this is the drug which the company acquired from GlaxoSmithKline for a five million dollar upfront payment last december and he's talking about vivek ramaswamy and the the subsidiary of the parent company founded in the bahamas by his mommy and him Phase two study, the drug helped alleviate the symptoms of Alzheimer's, but it didn't actually change the course of the disease. It's worth mentioning that the clinical trial has been viewed with some skepticism, although the strength of the IPO says it doesn't pay to be too skeptical, at least when it comes to getting in on the deal. Now, now listen to this. Listen to what would make anybody buy this stock? It's a company that has one asset, one. But it has Jim Cramer and a lot of propaganda. 
Oxfam plans to move this drug into phase three trials later this year. And yes, if everything goes perfectly, then it could be a very compelling story. However, we always have to remember, because we've talked about this Alzheimer's for a lot on the show. Investors have a long history of getting burned by potential Alzheimer's drugs that had attractive phase two data, but never actually made it to the market. And given that Glaxo sold this drug for $5 million up front, along with some milestone payments and royalties later on, you have to wonder if it should be worth $2.87 billion. That's the current valuation of, of Axelvine. So one company has one drug. The drug was failed. And now the company is worth $2.8 billion and nobody asks why. Because they were able to somehow take it public. And with very specific information in just the right places, word got out that there was a cutting edge drug that could help with Alzheimer's. Today. But then again, as we said on many occasions, you can truly hit a big in biotech land with the right new drug. So let's take a closer look with Vivek Ramaswamy, the CEO of Axivan Sciences, learn more about his newly public company. And I'll let you hear more, but we have a, a caller on the line. I want to take him before I go on break. Greg Lagrange. Hey, how you doing? Aggravated. How are you? Never forget what Jim Cramer said. Never forget that he was one that said there should be forces deployed to make people take take a shot. Yeah. At every house in the country. Never forget that. I have believed and you've heard me because you've listened since the beginning. Jim Cramer is a propagandist for the government. There is no if, ands, or buts about it. They need the illusion that we have a market and that people can still pick a winner like Paul Pelosi, who never picked a loser because he's a front-running, inside-trading, hammer-stinking moron. 312-64. Yes, he makes the hammers stink. Think about it. 312-642-5600. Well... He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Cindy Loper. Oh, Madonna. She's like Cindy Loper, only she's a tramp. Uh... You might have missed, it's been brought to my attention, we might have missed a couple of minutes during the opening. You could always go to the podcast. How do you get that podcast? You just Google my name, right, Squirrel? Sean with a U. Sean Thompson Show, and it'll bring you to your favorite venue. But the, the more important thing here is that I want us to avoid something that is terrible, and that is to be conned by another swindler like these Tea Party Republicans or like Republicans from Illinois. 90% of them. 90. There's still a good 10%. But there's always the hazard out there, right? How did, how did a wrestling coach make money? Oh, he's a scumbag who likes to molest children. But in the meantime, front-run government land purchases. Ooh. So uh, how's he doing? He was released from prison, right? He was dying. He's another one, like Jimmy Carter. Still alive! In the meantime, I want to make sure we don't avoid, we, we avoid these swindlers. Hook, line, and sinker. And I'll never forget, in my old neighborhood, Melrose Park, there was a con artist that came around. This has to be in the early, early 80s. And he was brought to my family by a half-ass relative. And he was a swindler. He had a pump-and-dump scheme in the stock market. And he managed through his network of connections. You see, that's why these, these guys go to school at Harvard. And they go to these named schools. Because it's with their, they're, they're not learning anything special. At Northwestern, they might get a little rub every now and again that the average student doesn't get, but they're not really smarter than anybody. But what they have is alum, and they have an infrastructure of very connected swindlers and scumbags and lowlifes. That's what Vivek Ramaswamy appears to be now, which I am disgusted at. 
because I really wanted him to be the real deal. But if it looks like a duck, quacks like a duck, walks like a duck, it's a pump and dump scheme to me. Okay, Vivek, I didn't meet you before at school. I know you're alma mater. You're summa cum laude graduate. Congratulations. Thank you. Good to be back. From an infrastructure of schooling that has produced not just everybody in the Epstein scandal, but a lot of scumbags on Wall Street that can fast track a company that has one asset. Okay, um, tell me why Glaxo kind of wrote this drug off and yet you have such great hopes for it. So I obviously can't speak for other companies sure. other than, than, than Axivan, right. but what I can tell you is that RVT-101 is a unique drug that we actually think could help millions of patients. with. Now, see, that's key. All he did is change the name. He didn't do one fracking thing, and the proof is in the pudding. The stock went from over $200 to $0.39 cents today, and it's had a name change in the meantime. Now, how many old ladies, how many men, how many young men who are now old? or older, lost everything. How many hedge funds? How many retirement packages? See, this is what's worth talking about. And I'm willing to talk to anybody about it. Any Vivek Ramaswamy people, we've sent emails, all of it. I'll talk to him, whoever wants to come on and tell me how wrong I am. I want to be wrong. But boy, you don't have to be Basil Rathbone to follow this. Alzheimer's disease. Our focus is actually on the, tra- on the treatment of Alzheimer's disease, dementia, and other forms of dementia. We've actually put together what I view as a top-notch team in the industry okay. involving the developer of the most... Wa- it's got a, 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 the same cadence, right, about getting rid of the FBI and... Same cadence, isn't it, Squirrel? Only this time the stock ended penniless. Huh. Widely used drug to treat Alzheimer's disease, who actually led our due diligence on this asset okay. and actually will lead our development program going forward. And actually on our board of directors is the former head of neurosciences from GSK that actually led the development of this drug, who sits on our board right now. And all of those individuals are every bit as excited as we are. By the way, that board still exists. It's an interesting company. Do you know the company still has revenue, Squirrel? It does. It has revenue of $56 million, which is not bad. $56 million is not bad. They've since acquired other companies. And do you know how much the parent company, which is ROI Vant, Return on Investment Vant, Do you know how much that spends to pay the board members and for what they're calling is acquisitions and research and development? $1.1 billion. So the company spends $1.1 billion and has a revenue of $56 million. You know what, Squirrel? Maybe this guy is cut out for government. About the development. Well, then walk us through what we've seen so far because we know, as I said, there's a bunch of companies that have gone in phase two and we get so excited. But then uh, it doesn't work out in phase Absolutely. three. Why do you think you're ahead of those other companies that have never been able to bring that to market? That's a great question. Okay. And, and the thing in Alzheimer's disease to remember, and, and we remember this all the time at Axiom, is we don't fully understand the way the actual underlying disease works. Not just us at Axiom, right. but the field more generally. Right. But the thing with RVT-101 is it's actually a neurotransmitter targeted therapy that actually in part works through the release of acetylcholine, which is all... Does this all sound very scientific? It's very exciting. And do you know that that was pretty much on the label of GlaxoSmith and Klein when they folded it because it didn't work. It's almost the same thing. See, what the talent is of Vivek Ramaswamy is that he's reading you the ingredients of a failed drug as if it's exciting. Already known to be an effective mechanism of action because that's actually very similar to how the currently approved drugs work. Okay. And so the way the drug works is has been demonstrated in clinical trials. In a large phase two study, phase two B study with 684 patients multinational, double-blind, placebo-controlled study. And this is the key on the pre-specified analysis. Now, That's the key not to get sued. 
See, because he never claims that it went through a third successfully. He only talks about two. Don't worry, he's going to string everybody along. That's why the stock went up to $200. Some type of reanalysis or subgroup analysis, but on the pre-specified analysis, the drug actually demonstrated statistically significant improvements in both cognition and in function out to 24 weeks in a way that was maintained out to a full year in time. So that's actually what we think makes this such an exciting opportunity. In addition to its safety and tolerability profile, it's a really well-tolerated drug, and you take it as one pill once a day. And, oh. and, and, and we think that we're, we're very excited about its development going forward. Okay, well, let, let's look at it. We have to be skeptical. You were a former hedge fund manager. I would all- Former hedge fund manager? So he knew how to raise money and the prospectus that would be needed to raise the original $1.8 billion that he got a direct share of. Not to mention the $2.8 billion that the company would be worth before the 99.9% collapse where people's savings, people's investments were wiped out. Always be nervous when I would see a stock that would be as hot as this one. I, I don't believe you have anything else right now in the pipeline. If you were hedge fund manager when you got in shares in, in, in this stock and you just had seen accident and said, would you have rung the register today? So, you know, I can't I can't comment exactly on my investor seat, because right now I'm actually thinking about this as, as the person who's developing of course, this. Of course, company. you know, and, you know, and I'm not really trying to put you in the spot, but I, I tell you, I, if I were hedge fund manager, I got it. I would have I would have said, geez, that was a home run. Yes. Got, you know, so, so so let me let me actually let me actually speak directly to it. Then. OK, I actually think the potential opportunity here is is really tremendous for delivering value to patients. There's over five million patients who suffer from Alzheimer's disease mm-hmm. in this country alone. And if you think about it. We own global rights to a drug that has already demonstrated in a large phase 2B study efficacy on the two parameters that the FDA has historically required for new Alzheimer's disease drugs. And actually, we're only one, we believe, we're only one additional phase 3 study away from the approval of this drug well, on a global basis. And how- so you know what you do, Squirrel, when you're running a scam like this? If you were running a scam, I and mean, if it is a scam, I don't know, but it would, history leads us to believe that a 39-cent stock that was once $200 is a scam is you're in control of when that phase three, the new one, that you never really have as you submit the old one. You have the information as to when that's released. This is a problem in this particular arena. You see, this is the arena where Americans and humans are most terrified of. Because as you look at the dimwit in diapers, who's clearly suffering from some sort of debilitating mind-eating disease, nobody wants this. But yet, it has a history of absolute failure and corruption. Welcome back. A devastating day in the battle against Alzheimer's disease. Drug company Biogen announced it's ending trials for a promising Alzheimer's medication after 14 years of research. Four other pharmaceutical companies have also canceled trials in recent years. This was the group where it was first acquired. This is the the GlaxoSmithKline study where it went bad and they decided to sell it as an asset only to be renamed and done better with stock profiteering. Teresa, Gold Coast. Hi, Sean. Uh, you know, President Trump, in my opinion, was the best president in my lifetime, but the only thing I disagreed with was his stance on COVID. And because regarding the pharmaceutical companies, I mean, we're all animal rats. I mean, that's what we are. We're lab rats. And the COVID vaccine proved that to me. The vaccine was on the market for like 30 minutes, and people were in line to get it. Now, now, do you think the answer to that is somebody who practiced a bombastic exaggeration of a drug 
to help Americans through a dehabilitating disease that most are afraid of called Alzheimer's? Yeah. So yeah. you see my problem with it? And believe yeah. me, I'm going to lose I'm going to lose listeners. I believe it's called technically pruning the audience. Oh, but I'd rather, me. I'd rather do that than come out here and cheerlead so that we get swindled again because we're running out of fracking time. We don't even recognize yeah. this country as both parties are very comfortable lying, cheating and stealing from us. I'm getting sick yeah. and tired of it. By the way, I went to the brass coast. I have to yeah. say the road down there was was this depressing in the road back. But once you're there. You kind of forget just how bad something is until you look out of your car window and see some Democrat moron with a mask on. Thank you exactly. Very, <laughs> thank you very exactly. much. Get out of the brass coast, although it's beautiful for a couple hours. We'll be back with your calls and comments. 312-642-5600. When they're talking. We are here today because Donald Trump is exerting an influence campaign. I don't like these attacks on the Department of Justice. We're talking. Uh, if you say something about an election, they want to put you in jail for the rest of your life. News, opinion, insight. It's a disgrace. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Hobson's Choice. We have a young girl in the uh, producer's booth. Squirrel, see if uh, if she knows what Hobson's Choice is. We're going to fill her in. Hobson's Choice is what gangsters play. Heads I win, tails you, you lose. That's what our elections have been for the last umpteen years. Heads they win, tails we lose. This is what's crucially important. Listen, Democrats have mastered the art of illusion to keep their welfare recipients, both on Wall Street, corporate welfare, and the ones who sustain their life from their welfare, just quiet and in the corner. They're outsmarting us. You see, it's funny, in the face of the fact that there is a collaborator with the Chinese Communist Party, an asset of the Chinese Communist Party, and the most corrupt nation in Europe, which he directly has sent what we think is $134 billion, which can account we can't account for gots. That's what they're happy with, the Democrats. And they have the audacity... To run as if they have history is but this morning. And that's how they run. Um, Are you aware that China does not like the United States and that has engaged in espionage activities against the United States? Now, this is a congresswoman from the Tampa Bay area who I love to death by the name of Luna, who I hope I'm lucky enough to see her run for president myself. And she will be accosted by a moron, a dimwit, a Democrat. I don't have any personal professional knowledge of, of that. Okay. Well, I suggest you read Breitbart. It never ceases to amaze me what will come out of Now, what, what the Democrat scourge elected representative of some welfare area, what she heard is, I suggest you read Breitbart, which Luna could have said anything, you know, like a history book since the dawn of America and the dawn of the Mao Zedong. Uh, but she didn't. She said Breitbart. And now she's going to be lectured to by a D student, affirmative action moron. Some of my colleagues' mouths. So it was suggested that you should read Breitbart, and I, I couldn't let it go. And so just for the general public, because I don't want anybody to believe that that's a good idea, I just got on Google, which if you have a cell phone. I think she said, I can't understand the enunciation or lack thereof, but I think she said Google Squirrel. We can all do that. Breitbart News Network is an American far-right syndicated news opinion and commentary website found in mid-2007 by American conservative commentator Andrew Breitbart. Breitbart. How about history? Hey, honey, 
How about history of what China is? Or were you not conceived when Bill Clinton was stooping interns that were 21 years old and really, in essence, practicing espionage of our nation? I hope that we can deal with all these issues independently. Uh, I think the Chinese understand, as we do, we've got a big common stake in nonproliferation of weapons of mass destruction. Uh, and I, I, I expect to make some progress there. We have. Uh, he did make progress, Squirrel. You know what happened? His PACs and whatnot received at that time, which was scandalous, hundreds of millions. And all he did was give them our technology. Shouldn't the, shouldn't the president be told when a foreign power is trying to influence U.S. elections? Is this the type of information you would want to know? And would this have raised a red flag uh, about foreign contributions? Well, there are basically three things you've asked there. Let me try to. First of all, yes, the president should know. The difficult task of permanent status negotiations. As we look to revive negotiations between So Bill Clinton sold our secrets to the Chinese, but the Democrat is mad at Breitbart. Catherine, Western Springs. Hi. Uh, good afternoon. I, I'm so grateful to you for uh, revealing this information this afternoon. I have, I have been taken by Mr. Vivek. Uh, as a matter of fact, and if you don't mind, I'll mention Mark Levin. Uh, he kept saying that he, uh, Vivek was invited on his show, but uh, they kept not getting back to him, et cetera, et cetera. But then last week, he finally was on, and uh, Mark Levin was impressed, and I was impressed. He's a real smooth talker, I guess, is what we have to come down to. Yeah. Most uh, most uh, most guys are, are smooth talkers that you end up with your pockets inside out. I'll never forget my uh, uncle's son who uh, invested everything in a, in a hard work, second generation pizzeria, lost the pizzeria, the building and his personal residence to the con artist that was brought in by a distant relative of ours. As we bought a pump and dump stock. You see, that's what aggravates me, Catherine. I'm not interested in being swindled again by some smooth talking moron who comes out and tells everybody what, the, what they want to hear. The way they did when they talked about pumping up a cure for Alzheimer's. Thank you very much. Sad. I'm not yeah. going to let that happen. And that's not, that's not easy. This is not easy radio. I could have much easier done, made fun of Joe Biden today. I mean, if you saw him, he didn't know if it was Tuesday or July. He didn't know if he was doing baseball or football. That's easy. But I want to be better than difference between parties that have destroyed the principles of our nation. It's time we set things right. I'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so There's a new documentary out there that 340 million Americans need to watch. The What I think to be 35 to 45 million illegal aliens, they don't have to watch it, they live it. Cartels don't have to watch it, they live it. This is a real grant. 
under President Biden has turned into a river of broken dreams. You don't know if they are the, the parents to these children or not. Right. Usually they will use them because they think that they'll get an easier access into the country, where at this point, all you have to do is walk up. There's nothing made up about the border crisis. We're getting attacked every single day. Nobody understands that this happens several times a day. There is a documentary out. It has 10 episodes. It is titled Death Country and the River of Broken Dreams. My next guest is the CEO of Defend the Border, and this is his documentary. His name is Tom Trento. Tom, thank you for joining me. How are you? Hey, uh, I'm doing great, Sean. In your intro, uh, a cigar in anybody that's got a cigar in one hand automatically is a friend of mine. I've got one right now. The problem is I'm in the corporate studios where they refuse to let me smoke. In my personal studio, I light them up daily, which is where I'm going to have you when we meet in person. Because this is something that has been a problem for arguably 75 years. And it's interesting because it's a problem that pays to the the Leviathan of corruption, which is our government. They're not interested in fixing this problem, are they, Tom? No, no. Well, this administration, absolutely not. Uh, The movie Death County River Broken Dreams that uh, we produced features Tom Holman. He and Trump in 17 and 18, they closed the border like it's never been closed. The Biden administration, corrupt as it is, has opened it up. And uh, the Leviathan you're talking about is absolutely feeding on the uh, economic disaster through illegal immigration. You know, it's interesting, Tom, because obviously Trump did have massive numbers go way down. And I think the reason he did was twofold. It wasn't necessarily the absolute physical wall, which, as you know, if people are determined, there will be a way. It's the fact that he pulled in the welcome mat, that he made it more difficult for illegal occupation to exist. It was more difficult to get apartments. It was more difficult to get social services. So that's an interesting psychological way to control a lot of this problem that really we're not going to get again if we get a step and fetch Republican. We're only going to get it if we get him. And I'm wondering um, if the, the writ large, the politicians that you've encountered are aware of how the people feel about this instance. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Back uh, a couple of weeks ago, July 13th, we were invited to uh, screen Death County at uh, the U.S. Congress, um, Congressman Troy Nels. And I got to tell you this real quickly. I'm in his office. He's a, a congressman from Texas, uh, a border um, a border district. And there's about 10 of us in there waiting for him. Then we're going to go screen it in the main room. And uh, he walks in, smokes a cigar in his office in the U.S. Capitol. Oh. Like America. He's got, this, he's got this gigantic humidor and a sign that says, um, socialism sucks, smoke a cigar. Right? Oh, I'm going. I, I've never been, though. I've never been, and I'm going to go see this guy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk. I'm afraid to go in the Capitol. I'll end up in a cell. He, he's amazing. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the people on the uh, conservative side, the Trump-supporting uh, legislators, they understand this inside out. The Democrats understand it, too. But they understand that their policies, their economic policies, their cultural policies, their security policies have failed. So they need to have a massive voter registration campaign that will change the demographics of America forever. That's why they have this open border deal now. Get as many people in as we possibly can. A huge number in five, ten years will be voting Democrat. 
because we've made them indentured servants like they did in the 1860s. And they're brown people again. The Democrats are doing it again. And that's their plan. This is a voter registration drive for the Democrats. It's now, a mess. Now, here's how I feel about this instance. I'm from a neighborhood that was, it's outside of Chicago, and it's called Melrose Park. And in the 70s and 80s, it, it was a hub for illegal aliens. And I was lucky enough to be from this area. And I was lucky enough to interact with a lot of these people who were illegal. But back in the 70s and 80s, it was a different time. There was no qualifying for welfare. There was no registering in school. And you got to see why they were here. And when I say they, I'm talking about the average illegal alien of that time. It was not nefarious. And Tom, that was an aspect that was beneficial in my development of how to approach this topic. Because in in these numbers is a massive amount of people who are victims of corrupt governments that truly do want to come for XYZ, the good reasons. And it's an interesting system that prevents a streamlined approach of dealing with those particular people. However, we've got this system of corruption and failure that somehow only presents those people when convenient, but the unfettered control by the cartels of massive streams of death and mayhem and corruption, they're unfettered. So this has to be a scheme because there are people in charge that are fully aware of what we, you and I just talked about. Yeah, there's, there's no question. Um, when you mentioned the cartels, for the sake of, uh, of your listeners and viewers, um, just envision, and Chicago's not a bad place for me to use this analogy. In fact, I, I think it's perfect there and, school in, in uh, on the north side, um, so I'm very familiar with Chicago. Uh, the cartels are, are organized crime. It's like, you know, the racketeers, like the mafiosa. I'm, I'm a Sicilian, so I don't know if there really is a, a mafia, but there is organized crime. And they, the cartels, there's a half a dozen of them. They're running Mexico. Uh, Sean, they used to make a billion dollars a year dealing in drugs. Now, listen to this. This will flip you out. They're making a billion dollars a month oh. trafficking in little girls and little boys because when you have a kilo of coke, you bring it in, you snort it up, the consumer it's gone. Yeah. When you got a fifteen year old little girl from Guatemala, she works she she generates revenue at ten o'clock in the morning, at two o'clock in the afternoon, at four o'clock, and then at twelve o'clock. Recurring money, they're now making a billion dollars a month through child human trafficking it's unbelievable and the democrats are propagating this insane and and the democrats need this problem they need this problem one of my favorite tom homan instances is where he's talking to a useful moron a democrat marxist mafia member and he says our job is to enforce the laws you make why aren't you making better laws? And that's the reality, because I'm going to tell you, Tom, and you grew up in the Chicagoland area, so you know full well what I'm discussing with you. There are a massive amount of these people who will be an asset to the principles that you and I believe in. We just need a way to weed out the very good from the absolute and total evil who are the tour guides and are in control. 
And how if we can't have this conversation, they're going to do what they always do. And when I say they, I mean the, the real La Cosa Nostra, because I know there is a mafia. And it's the Democrat and Republican Party. It's Washington, D.C. That's a mafia. And they need these issues to keep the people entertained and complacent. But why is it, for some reason, that the Republicans cannot articulate a continuity and we wrap it in a man or we wrap it in uh, whatever is convenient at the time rather than a principle? Because I got news for you. If you're from Chicago, you know full well, I got a better chance of my future being saved by an immigrant who suffered under the ideology of Marxism and communism than I do a Chicago Democrat who would vote for the Daly family no matter what. Uh, yeah, good point. Um, uh, I was there in the daily years and, uh, Jane Byrne, all those, which we got a, you got a superstar now for a mayor, but having said <laughs> that, look, look, there are, uh, basically 200 com- uh, countries, give and take a few. The United States of America has the most, uh, compassionate, open armed, liberal, welcoming, legal, Policy. We have 326 ports of entry in America where you come in legally. Right now, Joe Biden, from the time he came in this, uh, January 2021 to today, 5 million illegals, 95% of whom could not pass Trump's requirements to come into the country. It's a total scam. And these the 5%, the people you're talking about, that, that yeah. should have come the legal way, but they came this way. They're good people, and they have legitimate reasons to apply for asylum. Everyone else, it's a total scam, but they're here, and it's going to be difficult to get them out. That's why we made Death County and the River of Broken Dreams. You can see it on our website, defendtheborder.org. It's an expose of this whole mess we're talking about. I, I just recently learned of something that I, I couldn't I couldn't fathom. I couldn't believe it's something called a rape tree. And uh, it's where the cartel gets paid. First of all, they're making tremendous amounts of money. These people are obligated to pay tens of thousands of dollars. How does it work? You, what did you find out in your expose? Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a business. They actually put wristbands on the, the people that they're running with numbers, all things very well organized. And it's anywhere from six to 10,000 bucks. You get three shots. The cartels will bring you three times to get you in. And then if, if you don't make it, once they put you on the other side, then uh, you got to pay more money. But that's only where it starts. Then um, you get into the United States and they know who you are because they got all your information and they know your aunts and cousins and uncles. And they say, hey, by the way, we were talking to your uh, beautiful cousin, your 18 year old cousin, and uh, you don't want her with uh, our guys do you well that's going to cost you a thousand bucks a month so go find a job send us a thousand bucks a month here's how you route the money to us through western union and uh, hey you over here you don't have any family um in uh, in in mexico well guess what and they tell where family members are in new york city or in la um they're going to have a problem so we want you sending 500 bucks a month so they are running an organized crime movement with these people. Now, these people, they come in, look at the economic impact of 5 million people. You see those hotel rooms in New York, the taxpayer, federal money is helping pay for those people. And the owners of the hotels are boosting them to four, 500 bucks a night. That's just housing. See, see Tom, that's why, that's why they need the problem. 
because they're making a fortune. The guy who owns the hotel that wasn't doing so great, it just suffered under COVID. He loves this because the government's overpaying and he doesn't have to clean the sheets anymore. So I think the people need to wake up to exactly the money laundering scheme this problem really is. Now, you've got 10-part episode of this. And I, I've got two questions for you because I have not seen it, but I am going to watch it. It's out now, right? Where can I find it so I can watch it tonight? You can find it. You can find it. It was supposed to run on a major uh, cable network, but um, they have kind of turned against Trump. And this shows the, the positive stuff Trump did. Yeah. So we've released it on our website, defendtheborder.org. And um, you can go there. It's 45 minutes. It's really amazing. That's where it is, defendtheborder.org. Do you attack in the documentary the money laundering scheme that is this problem? We expose that. Um, and again, this is episode one. Right. Uh, we're a 501c3. We live on donations. So we got to raise the money to go to episode two. But you'll, you'll see this. It, uh, it covers the rape tree. What's a rape tree? A rape tree is simply... A, a sign somewhere along the cartel trail from California to Texas where uh, women's underwear is hanging, bras and panties, and it reminds everyone, if you don't listen to us, we're going to rape your women, and we, we will proudly display their underwear on this rape tree. So it's like Epstein Island, only without the ambiance. Here's another yeah. thing that I find disgusting and despicable. Why don't we just kick their fracking asses? What the hell is going on? These cartels. Let's just kick their asses. Why aren't we doing that? Uh, <laughs> well, when 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 I'm hanging after we do our work and we're all sitting around chewing on some Gurkhas or. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't. Come on. We're do Avos, baby. Gurkhas. That's come on. That's for the unrefined palate. Go ahead. Good. When we're sitting around and I'm with some very serious people who have been on the border for 30 years. Um, they they are thinking that way. We we have to designate the cartels as a foreign terrorist organization that unleashes all kinds of capabilities, and we can go into Mexico and deal with them. And they're also here, but again, this administration doesn't want to stop them. Tom. This administration wants them to continue. You know so what's nauseating? You know what's nauseating to me? I'm thinking about. I have a real problem with money frauds really, which I'm starting to think our government is a giant money fraud. When you look at the Pentagon, $6 trillion, these idiots lost it. I, I don't know where it, that's what they want me to believe. But you and I both know what happened. We've got schemes and soldiers in Africa. We don't even know. Every state. And what they do is they, they only tell the local news. So the local news does it. And the national news, the same one that probably won't run your story. They don't really cover how many tens of thousands of, of soldiers we have in just Africa let alone the Middle East and all the rest of it. But right here is our problem where 130,000 Americans, double the Americans that were killed in Vietnam, die every year because of this fracking cartel enrichment scheme. And nobody wants to solve this problem. And they got good guys like Holman who himself wants to go kick the hell out of half of them. And they won't let this happen. This is, this is a government problem that is being managed and mitigated and profiteered. And I'm hoping by, by episode 10, you've motivated us all to go have a cigar and go on the border, because I'll go. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll take you. The, the whole campaign, uh, it's the Tom Holman campaign, 
and he dedicated his life for 35 years. And the whole campaign, we have the TV shows, we're doing daily um, videos, we have a mobilization of Grassroots America, all designed for one day, Tuesday, November 5, 2024. All our work is designed to elect pro-border security politicians in 2024. Everything we're doing is geared for that. Otherwise, talk about being screwed. We're going to be unbelievably screwed if the Democrats get in once again. Well, you picked my anniversary, so I got a good reason to forget it this year if I'm still married after the show. In the meantime, where can the people go to support you so we can have episode two? Yeah, go to uh, defendtheborder.org. Everything is laid out there. The movie's right there, defendtheborder.org. Watch it and then contact us. Join our movement. We have a man, Tom Holman. We have a movie, Death County, which is a county in Texas, 70 miles north of the border, where there's two, three dead people every day and the river of broken dreams. Death County and the Rio Grande, the river of broken dreams. If you defend the border, Sean, if you secure it, you save lives. That's what we're doing. Of course. Go there, watch it, contact us. Let's rock and roll. Tom Trento, thank you for making time for me. Tell Tom I said hello. I've talked to him a couple of times. I love what you guys are doing, and it's crucially important. Tom Trento, thank you for making time for me. All right, we'll get together. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Nice. Good workout song. I heard a uh, I heard a news report a few days ago, and it fight it fits into all the news of the most arguably the most corrupt foreign policy in the planet. I can't for the life of me understand why there's no real news or information on the tens of thousands of troops we have spread out through Africa, let alone Syria, which apparently we're in the middle of another hot war now. But um, I heard this, and all I kept thinking about is our southern border. Now to our NBC News exclusive, rare access inside the U.S. mission to train troops fighting on the newest front in the war on terror in West Africa. Let's get more from Courtney Cuby. Tonight, we're on the front lines of a growing terror threat. These special ops soldiers in the West African country, Niger, trained by U.S. troops practicing door-to-door clearing operations, preparing for a fight against Islamic extremists. Now they've got all our equipment on. It's like what you see, the chaos in Afghanistan. You got all our stuff on, all our guns, and our guys are running around. But what about what's happening here? 130,000 Americans are dead just from fentanyl, let alone the other nonsense these cartels are destroying. It's like a third-world fracking country. They're kidnapping in the whole nine yards for for ransom money, you name it. I got one final question for you, and it's an important one. Is Mexico an ally in this fight against illegal immigration? Uh, Yes, it is. So, I mean, it's hilarious and somewhat troubling that you say that, because like, I'm looking at the El Chapo trial where President Nieto took a $100 million bribe from the Sinaloa cartel. Do you think that the subsequent presidents following Nieto weren't offered a bribe by the cartel or didn't take the bribe? Congressman, I I disagree with everything you have said. Hey, Baldy, a moron. What he's telling you is a fact. He took a $100 million bribe. He's asking you, do you think the new straw man was offered the bribe? 
And you, you say you don't agree with it? Well, you're a Democrat. And what you think about in your little bald skull, when you hear that a pol- political whore was offered $100 million, you just want to get the promotion so you get the money. Isn't that right? Failure. Fraud. Uh, right, but, but you can disagree all you want, but what you won't provide is any number. And when you, when you sit there and just kind of ostensibly disagree without any facts, it shows people what the real gig is. The Mexican government is captive to the cartels. They are doing the bidding of the cartels, and based on your response today, so are you. And they always have been. Sorry, boys, that's just the fact. And that's why I'm sympathetic to some of the honest people trapped in these third-world corrupt hellholes from El Salvador. Just pick one. And then we could focus on exactly who is coming through that border. I mean, aside from the victims of the philosophy of corruption and failure, known as socialism or Marxism or communism, whatever you want to put a pin in. There are still a few good states that don't want their National Guards just going to a money laundering scheme in the Middle East or in Africa. And Iowa is answering a call for help from Texas. More than 100 Iowa National Guard soldiers are headed to the southern border. Over the next month, the soldiers are helping deter illegal border crossings and preventing drug trafficking by cartels. Iowa State Patrol officers will also be sent to help Texas troopers next month. The deployments are being covered by the Rescue Plan funding. You know, it's interesting. Um, There are some states doing this. I live in Florida. Florida just did this. We sent National Guard to the border. We also have sent illegal aliens to the Democrat hellholes where they have sanctuary cities where the Democrat mafia controls them and they wanted to nullify our immigration laws. But yet there's still some persistent illegal aliens in Florida that think they're going to somehow be in charge of law. See, here's the thing for the illegal aliens that you've lived your whole life breaking the law. If you want to get into government or to in law enforcement, you can't do it in good states, only bad ones like Illinois. A new law signed by Governor DeSantis is dashing the hopes for a group of young people who want to become lawyers in Florida. Senate Bill 1718 denies dreamers from practicing law in the state. Now, it's going to be put on by a a network, a news network that likes the destruction of our country. So somehow this is going to be put as a bad thing. They live under breaking the law. So how are you going to be an officer of the court when you're not? law-abiding yourself. I mean, I guess we do have a lot of Democrat lawyers, and there'll be no no kind of uh, shock when every single one of these become a Democrat lawyers. Well, now they're wannabes, like most of them. NBC2 chief political correspondent Dave Elias talked to immigrants about the new law. Well, dreamers are young people who were brought to this country by their parents. The federal- so why in the course of 22 years, right? That's how long it takes to graduate college. Why in the course of 22 years did a dreamer, so-called dreamer, not seek out the proper way to file the paperwork and become a citizen? But yet they went to college. I wonder if they got scholarships. Do dreamers get scholarships? Ah, why not? We're writing checks for everybody. Government has given them the right to go to school here and to work. But it's Governor Ron DeSantis who is closing the door in their face when it comes to them wanting to be an attorney. All I remember... Being told is that we came to the river, came through Texas. Edgar Perez, trying to recall how he came to the U.S. I didn't find out that I didn't. That I found out that I didn't have legal status until about 12, 13, mainly because. I wonder if Edgar, if his mom, I hope she didn't, have to work for the cartels or his father. I mean, how exactly, what was the agreement when Edgar came over? I don't know, but I know what it is now. 
and you're going to be a lawyer and you don't want to abide by the American law and somehow you're going to practice it, that would mean you're perfect, Edgar, for the Democrat Party. In fact, somebody like you could actually become a congressman. Granted, not in Florida. You'll have to move to New York where they have slip and fall scumbag lawyers that don't like the law and like to make excuses for law breakers. You can get very high in the Democrat Party. I mean, after all, look at Jamie Raskin with his scarf. I know that the, a lot of the technical defense of, of the president with Hunter Biden is, well, the president didn't do anything wrong. But as Michael Kinsley once said, the real scandal in Washington is not what's illegal. It's what's legal. Should there be a code of conduct, something for family members here? Because it, the appearance of what Hunter Biden did is it's not good. It's not the appearance, Chuck Todd. By the way, what is happening to your head? Your hair is jumping off like your neck is on fire. In the meantime, what it is is evidence that there is a traitor and an asset of the Chinese Communist Party and oligarchs, both recipients of a lot of our money. Yeah, I mean, we know that there is a lot of, um, you know, influence in Washington that's based on people's family connections. Last names matter a lot on K Street. Well, it's also the ramifications of policies that are meant to destroy our nation. Well, they enrich the Chinese communists and the oligarchs. And I don't just mean Zelensky, who's tooling around in a Bentley. Where is my little? The newest challenge to America's auto industry is coming from China. The number of Chinese auto exports jumped by more than 50 percent over the last two years. It's joined Japan, Germany and the U.S. as one of the world's largest vehicle exporters. By the way, Squirrel, that was from six months ago. China is now the world's largest vehicle exporter, all thanks to the dimwit in diapers. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in the foot, him, uh, foot, foot, the foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping. Traveling with him. And that's who traveled 17,000 miles when I was vice president. Is that when you became a traitor to your country? You dimwit in diapers? Is that when you decided to fall to the Chinese Communist Party. I mean, at least Swalwell had Fang Fang. Taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help them cheat. And And Fang Fang was earning the money. Oh, she was putting up with all kinds of chicanery. You, you just became a traitor for money. And you knew you could because you understood that no matter how obvious the evidence, you had Democrat lawyers to run cover. This focus, this obsession, I would say, on Hunter Biden is really just a whopper of whataboutism. Because the Republicans... No, it's not. It's evidence of treason, and your entire party is in on it. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. By the way, I watched this Sinatra Palm Springs documentary. Phenomenal. You got to watch it. Lucky can one guy Way to lighten it up a little bit. I know I it's deep, her, but it's still a wreck. Way to lighten it up a little bit, squirrel. It was a heavy first two hours. It really was. And Vivek Ramaswamy is free to call or have his entourage call. I want to address the pump and dump that I believe he participated in. I want him to change my mind. We're going to need a little hope because the reality is we've got idiots. Idiots. Corrupt and obvious. But their supporters, they fall for all of it. I mean, after all, how could you get a dimwit like this elected? Uh, no, I, I, I uh, would, would, would just um, really like to, you know, the 95, 
9595. <laughs> you know. Oh, I needed that. Hello, Hello man. Hello, handsome. You know what that's from, don't you? It's where Fetterman, we found the origins of Fetterman, and uh, we've been able to speak to his doctor, and we can figure out why he is the way he is. Are you saying that I put an abnormal brain into a seven and a half foot long, 54 inch wide gorilla? What? Is that what you're telling me? Might as well have fun with it. We might as well. Um, you know, obviously, the, you know, you're pretty much preoccupied with the with 95, and I, know, I certainly am too, and we know it's a major uh, eatery. It's an eatery. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? Washington, D.C. <laughs> Kevin, Austin, Texas. Kevin. Oh, boy. Are you on hold with the, with the cable company? You're going to have to pay for Cinemax. You've watched enough movies. Kevin's going to have to pay for Cinemax. He doesn't like that. Don, Fox River Grove. Sean, you're awesome. Hey, um, I think I may have missed a a news story. My wife showed me about the Chinese and and Russian ships off the coast of Alaska, like, last week. Yeah. And I see Biden on a beach laying around. What's going on? With his shirt off. And I'm going to tell you something. I I work out feverishly, and I I have to confess I have seen a gray chest hair, which I don't like. I certainly wouldn't let them take over my body even if it did look like Biden's. But that's not as troubling as how much the Chinese Communist Party has acquired of our land in this country, not just the farm acres, but the strategic acres all around the country. In fact, since Joe Biden was allowed to usurp the most powerful office on the planet, it looks like their already curious land purchases of tens of thousands of acres have increased to millions. You know why, Don? Because Joe Biden is an asset of the Chinese Communist Party. Him and the Democrat upper echelon, including the gassy Swalwell, are assets of the communists meant to destroy our country and strengthen China, which is why that's exactly what's happening. We'll be back after. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so so immediately, upon these idiot Republicans, idiots, agreeing to lift the debt ceiling, immediately, $1 trillion added to the U.S. national debt. If you factor in the amount of debt that's supposedly obligated by taxpayers, and they don't even separate the taxpayers who derive their income from tax spending, it's a quarter of a million dollars. The country is fracking bankrupt. For the second time in his story, Fitch, which sounds a lot like Mitch, which you never want to date anybody who has a itchy Mitch. Fitch downgrades the credit of America for the second time in American history. The stock market rallies. Can you figure out why? One trillion dollars in commercial debt is coming to maturity in the next 12 months, maybe less. Let's discuss the economic Ponzi scheme that is our economy. Bidenomics with EJ and Tony. How are you, EJ? 
Hey, Sean, I'm, I'm taking my first music lesson. I'm going to learn how to play the fiddle just so I have something to do when this all starts falling apart. Brother, I think, you know, it's interesting. After um, George W. Bush said we got to break the rules of capitalism in order to save it, this stupid son of a dog that he was, uh, th- there were these guys that came out and they were discounted. Oh, they're going to pump it up and do it all over again. This is going to make 08 look like an appetizer. But the question is, is this the entree? Or are we just going to skip forward to the dessert? How do you see it? Oof, that's a million-dollar question. You know, I, I don't think this is going to be just one big collapse. I, I think, unfortunately, we're in, we're in for a slow burn here. And, and I think a big reason why markets are rallying uh, is that when you look at how much inflation they're pricing in over the next five to ten years, when you look at business inflation expectation surveys, even consumer uh, surveys on, on inflation expectations, you see we're nowhere near the Fed's target of 2%. So I just don't think anybody believes the Fed, and so they're going uh, their their flight to safety in this instance is equities. Well, you know what's funny too is that there's so much corruption in both the calculation, um, but where they they are losing it is even in their cooked GDP and their inflation numbers. The GDP to debt has never been this bad. We don't even know how to get out of it, and when you look at Japan which is apparently the, the, the schematic we're going on to. It's just more quantitative easing. How much longer until they cut the bull dung and, and, and quantitatively ease to everybody instead of just uh, BlackRock? <laughs> you know, un- unfortunately, uh, that's not the rules of the game, right? The, the reason the politicians have the monetary scientists in the, in the, power, in the positions of power that they're in uh, is so that they can finance the politician spending. It's not so that they can help you and me. It's not so that they can uh, make homes affordable or get us out of credit card debt. Far from it. They want exactly the opposite. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because now this imbecile who can't get out of a room without an exit sign and an Andy Frank, I mean, it's pathetic to watch. They're calling this scheme Bidenomics, which is really what? Obamanomics, which is really uh, Karl Marxonomics. But the fact is, anything that it touches, it destroys, like the cancer that it is. I saw you recently wrote about a real sin in the in the trucking company that was a scam perpetrated by not just Obama as it was after the first collapse or the first crash in 08, when quietly they got, what, half a billion dollars? And then Trump throws $700 million at, uh, at the same trucking company, and Biden just kills it. What's this look like with this trucking company, this swindle of corruption? What's it look like? Oh, goodness. I mean, it, it just looks like, uh, you know, it, it's an onion, right? It, it's layer after layer of just complete failure here. And, you know, it's a shame because it didn't have to happen. Uh, you know, Yellow really was fulfilling a, a rather niche business within the trucking industry where you don't have to uh, always completely pack a truck all the way to its 80,000 pounds in order to be efficient. But between the unions uh, and the higher interest rates, the inability to refinance debt, inflation driving up all their costs, especially fuel costs, I mean, it was just a recipe for disaster, and they made it impossible for them to ever get out of their hole. I dove into this a little bit about a week and a half ago, and it's interesting because um, what they wanted to do was simply improve and streamline a system that they were not allowed to by the trucking unions that ultimately will be put out of work. And they had these these depots where they would drop off sometimes across the street from each other. 
And what they wanted to do is eliminate this duopoly of of redundancy that only can exist in a Ponzi scheme or the government. And that's really what this trucking company had been turned into. And they knew it way back in 2009 when they gave it the first half a billion. So have you done the kind of look in to see when's the last time this company was profitable? Oh, my goodness. It's, it's been years. And so actually, when I started looking into that, the thing it reminded me of was Powell's work before he went to the Fed. I'm trying to think of the name uh, of the, of the Halliburton? company. Raytheon? <laughs> Which one? Was it? Was it Citadel? I'm trying to think yeah. of the name. Whatever the, whatever the case may be, Powell was at a financial firm uh, and, and made millions of dollars both for himself and for the company. But the way he did it essentially was primarily by using the, the era of ZERP, the zero interest rate policy, to get insanely cheap loans to gobble up other companies. Yes, and yes, what that, yes. What that did was it created a new business that had a huge amount of market share, but so much debt that it could never get out from under it as soon as interest rates went up. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> this is starting to remind me of Vivek Ramaswamy's pump and dump. But, the, um, you know, it's, it's sad to realize that this company not only has not been profitable for 20 years, the people didn't get their money's worth. The the $1.5 billion that the people gave to this company, it, it not only just acted as a as a phony employer to, to the Teamster Union, but it seems that the, the upper echelon cashed out big time. In fact, the CEO was making a million dollars a year up until now. He's still making a million dollars a year. Is there ever going to be a time in this country when this kind of government scheme... Of, of a pass-through corruption can be clawed back by the taxpayers because that $32.5 trillion, it just keeps cranking every millisecond of every day. We're, we're literally adding billions of dollars a day to the debt. It, it's just, it, it's astronomical. It's insane. It's unsustainable. Uh, you know, I'm trying to remember the last time we probably had any kind of uh, viable public-private partnership, something that actually worked might have been all the way back in the Reagan years uh, when they effectively bailed out Chrysler. Now, they probably shouldn't have done that anyway. But but the Corinthian leather, they were coming off of that high of the Corinthian leather. It was hard to turn away. Probably the last time the taxpayer uh, actually got a good deal with any of these partnerships. You know, the, the bank bailouts under George Bush and Obama, the, the car company bailouts under Obama. I mean, none of it has ever worked out for the taxpayer. So Fitch says last week, look, this this is a joke. I mean, the guy didn't want I can't. We're going to downgrade your credit. And the reality is the the people will once again bear the cost. The political whore, the swindler, he's running on Bidenomics, and so is his cabal of incompetence called the Democrat Party. But you wrote an article last uh, month called The Decline and Fall of the U.S. Dollar. That's what I thought of. I had a couple of guys, a very dear friend of mine, arguably one of the best local traders with his own money I've ever seen, arguably. I mean, I don't want to make his head any bigger than it is. It's already huge. You can't barely get it through a neck hole of his shirt. But we're sitting there talking uh, with the morning show host today. And, you know, why would the fracking market be up 400% a week after a downgrade? We've got a trillion dollars coming due in commercial real estate debt. The financing now is three times what it was when the original loans were taken out. Why was the market up 400 points? Can you, can you give me any indication? Or was it what I think a mere reflection of a declining dollar purchasing power? 
Well, Sean, exactly. Where are you going to put your money? You're not going to put it in bonds for crying out loud. I mean, you're, you're signing your own death warrant at that point. So people are rushing to equities. We, but we've seen this playbook plenty yeah. of times before throughout not just American history, but uh, countries around the world where you had this anticipated inflation. And so people literally are pulling their money out of savings. You're seeing bank deposits go down so that people can buy stock just in the hope that they'll lose less value there than if it sits in the bank. So California let out an amazing stat. It's like 25% of the cars, which, by the way, that market, and it's sad, but that market is struggling as interest rates are affecting purchases of new and used cars. And you see that China is the number one exporter of new cars, which is staggering. And you see that 25% in these Democrat strongholds, 25% in new car purchases are EVs, even as they're burning up driveways and garages. Um, What do you predict will happen for the truly important American car market and even the the import-export? Because so many of the foreign names are made right here in America. It's almost like they intended on hurting this this uh, retail aspect of our economy. How do you see it? I want it to be good. I mean, I, I have car dealers who I'm related to, who are advertisers, who I really like and love. Um, we need this to be a part. It's an essential part of the American economy. What do you see in the future? Well, they, the Democrats certainly don't want it to be part of the American economy. They absolutely hate cars. I mean, half the time, they're not even that fond of EVs. I think the thing they really love about EVs is the level of a potential control that it offers to bureaucrats. But they, at the end of the day, they don't even want you in any car at all. They want you on public transit, and that's it. I mean, it, it really is, is frankly, quite sick and, and Orwellian uh, when you listen to these people talk about you know their planned cities and different things and how they want people to behave. You know, but getting back to your question on what does this mean for, for the auto industry, for these auto dealers, you know, nothing good, unfortunately. I, I talk to a lot of experts in the industry who tell me that uh, they just can't make money on these EVs. And that's even with tens of thousands of dollars in subsidies on every single one of them, right. not just on, on the producer side, but on the consumer side, too, because you're incentivized with all kinds of discounts and tax credits. These things still can't turn a profit. So you watch the, the, the propagandists come on, whether it's TV show Dimwits, who hosts The View, which is apparently the view of terrible aging by, uh, by women in our society. However, when you watch The View and you listen to these people, I don't know why Joe Biden isn't like. The reality is the massive amount of Americans are drowning in the quagmire and quicksand of, uh, of Keynesianism. And they're, 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 they're really, the quality of their life is being destroyed, but particularly in these Democrat-heavy cities. Now, I, I remember your, your, your article of high taxes and they're bleeding the people of New York that you wrote you know, a couple weeks ago, but I just drove to what's called the Gold Coast, which is more like the Brass Coast in Chicago, yesterday. And to see these areas where these restaurants, and they have Schlitz stickers still on their door because they've been in business for 100 years and their legacy restaurants and bars and all the rest of it, and they're kind of closed, almost all of them. And the new ones that are there are begging for, for customers to come in because their property taxes are astronomical in these buildings that have been in their family for 100 years, as it's not uncommon to see six-figure property taxes and properties that people can't get loans to buy. So when you see this and, and the people are bleeding in these Democrat once-great cities, what does it look like before the politicians wake up 
as they seem to promise more of the tax and destroy economics that they are now calling Biden. Oh, no, Sean, I, I think the politicians are already awake. You know, there, there was a, an Illinois rep a couple of years ago, maybe three, four years ago. It was, it was before COVID. And he had said that, you know, if we just increase property taxes in the state a little more, we can actually make them so high that people can't afford to leave. And what he meant by that was you can only sell your home if you can get a certain dollar value for it, right? Call that X. Well, the problem is property taxes are so high that someone moving into the state says, I can't afford to pay the mortgage plus the property taxes. And so I can only give you, you know, uh, X minus 10%, whatever the case may be. And so people are then trapped in their homes and unable to move unless they're willing to walk away from whatever equity they've built up and just give the loan, you know, give the house back to the bank. I mean, that's how that's how sick these people are. But that's actually what they think. It's funny. I had a guy uh, wander into my cigar store today and I'm rarely there, but I was there. And he said, you know, he was new to the area. He was traveling. He didn't know. And he saw my sign. It says Biden voters keep out. And he came in. He goes, wow, that's kind of a unusual approach to business. And I said, well, I, I don't want the people who are traitors to my beliefs to come into my store where I have to put up with them for money that will be taxed. And it turns out we were talking he, too, was in the cigar business in a different state, and he just wanted to come in, and, and, and we were having a conversation. He's like, you know, it's weird. I'm seeing kind of a, I almost think it's a renaissance, but then it isn't because there's fewer people coming in to buy cigars. And I said, well, this is what happens when governments destroy the, 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 the wealth of the citizens. The classes separate. So fewer people can afford these items. So when they come in, they're that ever small group rather than watching the mass of population enjoy things. And I'm wondering, isn't that kind of what's happening with every part of retail, whether it be purchases of items as basic as clothing or restaurants? Are the numbers coming in to support the idea that fewer and fewer people are willing to put uh, debt in their credit cards or even enjoy luxury meals? What is happening to the retail industries, including restaurants, as you see it? I think you're really hitting the nail on the head here. You know, looking at the uh, the consumer sentiment data that we just got in the month of July, the index jumped, but it was entirely because the top third of income earners had this huge surge in consumer sentiment. The middle went down a little bit. The bottom third went down a lot. And so what we're seeing is that real wages are not keeping up if you're in the middle class or if you're at a lower income level. High income earners, they're for the most part doing fine under the Biden economy. But if you're anybody else, tough luck. You yeah. you are seeing your prices rise faster than your wages. You're seeing your credit card debt pile up. And it's just, again, it's not sustainable. No, but that's the corruption in the in the number itself. As they say, oh, retail numbers are higher. Well, yeah, because the cost is higher, but there are fewer participants in it. And that's the hoisted by your own petard destruction of a of an economic illiteracy in the country. But more importantly, the cost of people who are, in essence, contributing to their own future bankruptcy as the interest on their debt that they're putting the meals on and the shoes on and the clothes on is drowning them. They're just the walking bankrupt, right? Exactly, exactly. People are getting to a point where they are they are putting so much of their income just to service their debt, not pay it off, 
just to service their debt, that their, their quality of, of living, their, their, excuse me, quality of life and standard of living are going down. They are essentially becoming servants of the bank. Delinquency numbers were parabolic 60, 180 days ago. That's the real leading indicator of the canary in the coal mine. What's the uptick percentage in foreclosures and, and credit card delinquencies that you're aware of? So right now, it's not that high, but you have to remember where we're coming from. We're coming from a a period of a couple of years where people got tons of checks, right? Interest rates were insanely low. You could borrow a lot of money very cheaply. So now it is starting to ramp up. We're not quite at pre-pandemic levels, according to a lot of the surveys, but the key is that it's climbing at a very fast rate. And so before the end of the year, we should be over pre-pandemic rates for all those things, whether it's delinquency on, yeah. on student loans, on mortgages, credit cards, you name it. In these Democrat sewers, I know you don't live in one, but you kind of do in Washington. But it's interesting because the businesses that thrive are the marijuana dispensaries and the video game poker machines, which can, you can use your credit card for both. I wonder if we're going to have an index in the future that tells the American people how much dope and gambling they paid for from bust-outs who used to only have to pay it with cash. Uh, do you think there'll be an index that separates that or some numbers that tell us not only are we bailing out wretches, but we're buying their dope and playing off their gambling? Oh, I, I can't wait until they have to put a line item in the CPI that says marijuana. Because it's, so many people are spending so much money on it. Honest, uh, honest to God, every time I go to New York City, which you know I, I love some of the people there that, that I know, but I absolutely hate the city. Every time you walk outside, it's like you get crop dusted. It, it's just horrible. That's Bidenomics. It's also known as era of the bust outs. In the meantime, when I want facts and fundamentals, I go to EJ Antoni at Heritage. Thank you, brother, for always making yourself available to me. Well, thank you for having me, Sean. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. One of my favorites. Well, I'm telling you what, you are the kid. I remember listening to this in my father's F-150. Hoping he didn't tell me to unload the fracking block again, which was his trick. He used to tell me, hey, kid. He, well, he called me boy. He'd say, boy, I need those bricks in my truck to go to work tomorrow. My rain tonight, I can't let those bricks get wet. I'd have to unload them. Then at 5 in the morning, wake me up. Boy, we'll load those bricks. I need them for work. Couldn't wait till he stopped having bricks in his truck. Don Bloomingdale. Don? Oh, boy. See if the NSA got done. Frank, Arlington Heights. Main Street, that's the best Bob Seger song for me. Oh. That was a great one. See, I'm terrible with all that, like knowing the name and who wrote I, I didn't. It's like sports. I barely wasted any energy remembering that. But I do love I do love the guy. Love him. Go ahead. Bam. Yeah. Anyway, Bam. I was bad. just, Whatever. you know, talking. I know, I know history really well. And I'll tell you, there's a certain narrative that you get in history books. And all the lies that we've received in the last five, six years, you know, on COVID, on Biden, on Hunter, on everything, masks, whatever, you know, and we know that on 9-11 things weren't that they're withholding information. I think Vivek Ramaswamy said that in one of his interviews. Yeah. It makes you question, makes you question the whole narrative going back. I do question it. It really does. I do question it. And and, and, you know, Frank, that's the most interesting thing. And I know you 
and you like to spread this knowledge, you're hard-pressed to find a, a truth in a policy, in any policy. When you look back at the major policies, go to FDR, there isn't one of his agenda that operated the way in which it was sold. But what the Leviathan, what the collective understands is, we have but a short memory. And people cannot remember. You know, you're dealing with children. When you look in Congress, the, the, the child congresswoman who said to Luna, oh, read Breitbart, then, in essence, negating the threat of the Chinese Communist Party, which goes back to before Mao. But my point is, you realize this is who we're dealing with. They, don't, they cannot remember last week, let alone last year or last scandal. Obamacare is the most obvious scandal in, in recent history. And it is a, an abysmal policy and an unmitigated scandal. And yet no one discusses it. Because what the Leviathan understands, what the collective understands, is the American people want to turn over the properties of solving something to government. And they will do it no matter how many times they're roasted, no matter how many trillions of dollars are missing. They'll continue to do it. And it's, it's yeah. a flaw of humanity, of us, because we're entitled, arrogant children who do not understand the freedom we were given or the principles it's founded on. And that's why, Frank, when you hear me talk about illegal aliens or immigrants in general, legal immigrants as well, these are the only people that understand a life without fundamental rights, without fundamental freedoms. They're the only ones. The American child that had mommy and daddy spend 1500 for Lollapalooza tickets and a $2,000 iPhone that was stolen. They have no freaking idea. None. They're idiots. So that's why you got to focus on how to get it right. And by the way, Frank, Vivek Ramaswamy, I am disgusted with. And I've offered, I'll have him or his people come on. But as far as I can tell, he's a swindler as well. Oh, that rhymes. Well, Put that in your show. Well, the American people don't understand math either. You're talking about FDR. Yeah. Biggest ripoff in, in financial ripoff in history. All the time value of money that everybody's given up to that program. You know, everybody I'm going to tell have. you what, Frank. I want Tucker Carlson to run for president. You've got to give her that laugh. you got to give her that laugh. Oh, the laugh is terrible, but he's a nerd. He's like he hung around with Dan Proft. You'd be amazed the amount of women that go for that heterosexual, intellectual nerd, though. Shocking to me. Carlson Proft. There we go. Carlton Proft. Oh, that'd be a good take. Of course, that'd be a a scary celebration. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible. It truly is terrible. Cream Puff Jim. You know how to make a pizza and a dessert disappear. Oh, yeah, the pantry's a little slim. I'm just thinking, you know, this is ambitious. The band books, and one they suggested, some that suggested Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury. Well, that's precisely the plot of the book. Yes. They banned the books. Phenomenal irony. Yeah, yeah, it is. What else is ironic? is that here's here's, here's just really ironic Illinois legislators had to waste their time unbanning books in the state of Illinois well first of all that's 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 news headlines come on you can read I'm shocked that you would buy that what the definition of banning books let me me educate you a little bit he's a con artist Con artist. I'm talking about the woman. What's her name? Her it last name is matter. Murphy. She's, She's a, a Democrat. I can't tell the difference between her and yeah, you. I anyway. know, but I mean, she, Chicago she Democrats too, I'm, by the I'm way. Unbanning oh, books. Unbanning books. Listen, listen, listen. Let me help you. What they mean by this, when they say banning books, what they're trying to nail uh, so-called Republicans on, is because in my state of Florida, the government doesn't pay for books that do not fit the curriculum. 
You see, what you're talking about did, is a money laundering scheme. Hey, did you ever look at how much money Chicago spends in, in textbooks and who writes them? Well, the textbooks are different than no, no, the no, literature Jim, written by other But the people. schools that you're being told is banning, you're being lied to by the Democrats. Again, go figure. What you're being told is banning means that public money can't buy them. The parents are still free to buy them, brother. You want to buy your kid, what is it, gender queer? You want to, you well, want to teach that son of a gun how to work a baton well, like yeah, at the know, baton yeah. club? You go ahead, baby. He's lucky enough to be born to a Democrat. Let him show what mommy and daddy's got in the nightstand. I really don't give a rip, but I don't want the public money to go to it. Next thing you know, I got a lot of unsavory characters walking around my house and thongs on their head. You follow me? Yeah, but you can't. My point is, library science is library science. You can't dictate to a library Brother, what they do. No, if the library, listen, if the library has a board and they decide to buy it with the people's money, go ahead. You were talking about institutions of school. Nobody's banning books. What they're saying is the public will not pay for gender queer or that sixteen nineteen project, which is a lie written by an idiot swindler. Yeah, I know, but. But what about the grapes of Ray Affleck? What I'm about, fine I mean, with all that. By the way, did yeah. you did did your mom and dad buy those for you, or did the school have them when you were in school? Now, be serious now. Did the school have them, or did your mom and dad buy them? I was reading uh, Crime and Punishment in the fourth grade. I read Dostoevsky exclusively through grammar oh. school. That was my So you mean grade. your school provided for you Dostoevsky? Yeah. Yeah, I got a, 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 a textbook or in the in library because they didn't give it to you in a textbook. Grade, there was a volume of there was a uh, a box of books you could pick out. There yeah. was every book you every book on earth you, you could pick it out. And you want to bet if it was book. donated or not? Boy, I'd love to bet you. I don't know. Can we go back well, to nineteen forty six? There was a Catholic school. There was a Catholic school. So then, for sure, the government didn't pay for it. The Catholic school paid for it. Come on yeah, now. But they suggested every they suggested every Let me ask you, Okay, we've, we've I've already ripped off your clothes, much to the chagrin of every audience member. <laughs> Let me ask you this. You don't happen to live on Belmont, do you? Because I took that home and it looked post apocalyptic. I felt like uh Denzel Washington in the book of Eli. When's the last time you went down Belmont? My I couldn't yeah, tell if that else. was if that was turpentine sausage or B.O. I don't know what the hell it smelled like, but it look, I'll tell you, and the people look like they got hit with some sort of atom bomb. What's with these thigh tattoos? I can't tell if it's men or women. Why you tattoo your big, fat, pale thigh? I, 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 Chicago my proud. Me. Yeah, just get yourself a pizza. Uh, Don in Bloomingdale. <laughs> hey, Sean. Uh, I, I want to know where my representation on K Street is because I'm a small business owner. And Yellow Freight got seven hundred million dollars just in PPP money, and then they turn around and they go bankrupt after the five hundred million from Barack Obama. That's a yeah. that's a bipartisan fraud of funneling money so it looks like jobs. In the meantime, not only were the truckers being paid, that's small peanuts compared to what the scum took in the upper echelon of the unions of the truckers. And this so-called yep. leadership of yellow, which apparently made Mad Men look like a, an AA meeting because they must have been drinking it with hookers. The CEO of <laughs> yellow, a million dollars, the company's bankrupt. You crooked bastard. Thank you very much, Don in Bloomingdale. We'll expose each and every one of these lying rat scumbags till the day they take me off the air. 312-642-5600. 
He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Gender queer. Do you ever think, uh, uh, imagine your third grader coming home. Here's a book I got at school, Dad. So who is gay? Why are you gay? So who is gay? I think I, 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 this book is not going to sell at the Horn of Africa. I can tell you that right now. Uh, Craig, Mount Greenwood. Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. Sure, thanks for making it. All right, hey, listen, I'll be, uh, let me mention something uh, about before. Now, you're sure this is a phone talking. you're calling on and you're not yelling into a seashell? I'm on a phone, man, but I'll tell you what, I'm in an area where there's a little bit of background noise. Okay. You were talking earlier, and you said you might lose some callers and everything like that, like me, like it was thinking about uh, or liking uh, Shoshone, but you ain't going to lose anybody. I mean, maybe you will, but you ain't going to lose me because I'm one of these guys, I was I was thinking he was great. I was thinking he was really great and go along with all this stuff. And I just, but I'm, if I hear the information and the truth about it, uh, I change my mind. I don't get locked it in. Reminded like me, it reminded me of when Adam Kinzinger came on this. Remember, young, he had the pilot jumpsuit and that low-life two-bit gypsy Joe Walsh. Remember those two scumbags? How they, oh, yeah, they're going to run for the pilot. Scum. Joe Walsh, for the first time in his life, had a job. He didn't have to, have to ask his brother for, for money. But in the meantime, what happened? Betrayed everything that we sent them there for. That's exactly the kind of swindle. Did you hear his voice and how he sounded when he was talking about the uh, the phony drug? It sounded just like he does when he talks about principles. Exactly. Exactly. I didn't meet you before at school. I know you're Alan Mater, you're summa cum laude graduate. Congratulations. Thank you. And he was a hedge fund manager. That's how he raised the money. Oh. The whole thing stinks to high heaven. It's like Belmont Avenue. Go ahead. What do you got? Yeah. We've been fooled a whole bunch of times. No, what I was going to say, though, about this, um, I'll tell you, these leftists, where um, it comes to the justice system and everything, there's absolutely, it's, it's totally shot. That judge, so it's not bad enough that that Jack Schiff, uh, he's basically uh, corrupt as hell and things like that with all the phony stuff for the indictment. But that judge, um, there was a motion that, now motions, like I heard it explained, they always give it, the lawyers get 14 days to take and uh, make cares, a decision on these frack and swindlers? Just, By the way, I love, I mean, you know I love you. I personally like you very much, but I can't listen to that phone anymore. Is that driving anybody else nuts besides me? It's very important that this trial be televised. Yeah. This is an important thing to they televise because the MAGA cult is not going to believe anything. Need- this is an exceptional case. This is something that we've never seen and before. And it's an American thing. American. We want to see what's see. going on. I want to call it the Biden cult, because if you're that stupid, if you're that dim-witted, that you didn't know what Joe Biden was for 50 years, that you were so ignorant to information, you didn't know about Burisma, you probably didn't even know about the Amtrak, you didn't know about any of these swindles, right, dimwit? Why don't you stick to what you're good at? Now, I know you can't walk through a produce section because you make fruit soft, Joy Behar, you dog face roach. Stick to what you're good at. Just destroy the side effects of Cialis and Viagra for the rest of your miserable life, which hopefully won't be as long as Jimmy Carter. Still alive! Greg in Lake Geneva. Uh, mixed fruit sauce. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, jo- you can't anyway, walk through I a jewel. Stay away from the Last- cucumbers. Go ahead. Yep. Last year, in, a lo- in time I worked in, they had a local theater that was doing a production of Young Frankenstein, and I thought, 
I should try for it because I'm perfect. I'm big. I'm gruesome looking. I got the big forehead. Hello, handsome. No, I can't do it because every time I would get to putting on the Ritz, I oh. couldn't do the straight face right. because you put the Damn your eyes. Too late. He had that. He had that. Uh, uh, Igor had the eyes like Jayapal or Michelle Obama. I can't figure out what's going on with that left eye. No matter where you turn their head, it points north. Thank you very much. By the way, that's what this is from when he when he's locked in the cell. You remember? Hello, handsome. That's exactly it. When he remember, he's afraid of him. No matter what I do. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? I don't know who he was today, talking some, about. Uh, com- some comments about uh, the uh, tragic uh, accident in. Uh, 995, and if you want to make any comments with respect to that, feel feel free you're recognized. Uh, no, I I, I uh, would, would, would just um, really like to, you know, the 95, 95, 95. Show a little respect, Squirrel. It's a senator. I know he's, a, he's about as useful as Diane Feinstein. How's she doing? Speaking of Popeye. Ah, we might as well laugh. We can't cry. And then there's the dimwit in diapers who's destroying everything. How did he get in, Squirrel? We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. That explains it. I don't even care what DeSantis says. I'll be back in 21 hours to kick their teeth down their throat again. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 